Hi, I'm Tracy Burns. I'm an FA with UBS. Welcome to Five Things. So here you're going to learn five things that are important to your life, to your business, to your family, and then move on with your day because we all have way too much going on to sit here and listen. I, as many of you know, I'm on a mission to help women through divorce, transition, to empower them. I have a soft spot for female entrepreneurs, um, entrepreneurs, small businesses, and of course, closing the wage gap. I have three kids, two are teenage girls, so I have, a, I have a personal interest here, which is why I'm super thrilled that Claudia Chan is here with us today. She's the founder of this amazing leadership conference called the She Summit. Um, she's been advancing women. I mean, I think the conference has been going since 2012. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. And she also is the author of This Is How We Rise. Reach your highest potential, empower women, lead change in the in the world. And what's so great about it, Claudia? Thank you so much for being here. Is this whole concept of whole life leadership that you have basically coined and created? And I'm super thrilled to talk about it. Tracy, it's such a pleasure to be on this episode with you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about the conversation. So first, let's before we dive into the five things people need to know about whole life leadership. Like, Tell us what it is, because I feel like now more than ever, we are a whole life. And just to put life in context right now, we are still in the midst of lockdown due to COVID-19. So it's April 2020. Um, and you have small kids at home. I have three teenagers. Life is whole. If I mean, right? Everything yes. is one. Yes. It's a big blur. So yes. now more than ever, I feel like this is a super important topic. So ex if you could sure. explain big picture what it is. Having done the conference now, our She Summit, which stands for Advancing She, He, and Equity, and being in the in the gender equality, diversity, inclusion space, really, I realized that you know all of this at the end of the day is about humanity, and that at the end of the day, humanity is made up of whole lives, and we need a new definition of leadership that, in many ways, if we're ever going to get to gender equality and we're ever going to get to a more equitable, thriving humanity, and you know workplaces, communities, families, for there to be more fairness, more equity, for people to be in a more in a posture of thriving versus surviving, we right. really need a new definition of leadership that means treating your whole life as the organization you are leading. And so She Summit and my book, This Is How We Rise, and really my life's mission and movement is really to redefine leadership and inspire this new generation of leaders to lead their whole lives well. And there's there's obviously a definition to what whole life is. Um, but that's the first core piece is we can no longer have this siloed, okay, leadership only pertains to my professional life. It only pertains to me on my team, my productivity, leading, you know, driving performance, driving, you know, pro uh, KPIs and uh, ROIs, like, like that can't, that, like, that can't be just the definition of leadership, right? right? So the traditional definition has been very old school. It's been very siloed to your professional life only. It's also very exclusive and really not that appealing to the masses. So we're really redefining leadership to be whole life integrated. But I love that. And, and that brings us to your first of uh, your five points is to reframe your relationship with what it means to be a leader. You know, I had mentioned this recently that I read something and I, um, and I can't remember where I read it, but it was Simon Sinek. And I think I'm saying his name right I, or wrong. I'm not sure. But either way, he said a true leader is not necessarily at the top. You can lead from wherever you are on the organizational chart. It, it's just a matter of caring about the people around you. 
And so there's something to be said about that too, right? Like you don't have to be, the, the only leader is not the CEO. There are lots of leaders in an organization. The average person doesn't associate themselves with being a leader. And I think right. that's just fundamentally, number one, a problem because when we don't think of ourselves as leaders or aspire to to develop as leaders and in our personal growth and leadership development, then we're really putting, we're leaving our potential and our power on the table. Like we're giving up our power and our potential to others to make decisions for us. So there's just something around reframing that, okay, like let's just say that I have various roles. So part of uh, whole life leadership is defining the, the departments that make up your life. So, you know, my mental and self-care is, for example, like my number one life department. Because if I'm leading that well, then I'm, you know, in a better emotional, physical space to support my right. everything else. And so, you know, marriage, you know, that I'm a partner and, 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 you know, like my, me and my spouse, like that relationship is huge because if we're good, then our kids are good, better and our like work is better and our, you know, our home is better. Right. So like I'm leading that role as well. I'm leading a role, you know, and I think the whole thing about being a parent, how so many of us give ourselves a hard time because, Oh, we, we screwed this up or we didn't, we picked up our right. kids late or we missed that teacher meeting. And yet, you know, hello, like we've been leading it like so much for so long and we're, we're almost not giving, we're not giving ourselves credit for the leadership that we've been really leading and driving for so long. And so just the power of reframing that all of my roles that I play, I probably have like eight different titles right. and just reframing around that I'm leading every area of my life well. And I, and I constantly want to work on that leadership, right? So but, A is, is that piece. We have to apply it to our different roles and sort of assess what those roles are. We also just need to realize that that leadership means leading from where you are, which is what you just talked about. So I have four points that it's it's got to be accessible. Like leadership means leading from where you are. And leadership means, you know, that that like purpose-driven, like leadership means I'm leading change for issues I care about. You know, I'm like whole life integrated. I'm leading my whole life well. So you right, see you that don't there's have this to whole be, reframe. But, right, but there doesn't have to be like a sign on the door that says hi, I'm the leader. Like, and I think that's, right. I think that's like your whole point, right? Like we all right. lead. And if society all chooses to lead wherever we are in this whole, in this socioeconomic right. scale, in this whole, you know, family chain, wherever the heck you are, if we all choose this notion of leadership, we're, we're all better for it. That's right. So creating like a plan, which is your next point yes. here. Yes. Um, which integrates everything, mental, physical, financial, marriage, like you said. Right, like, right. And I think now more than ever, this is so important and people are learning and we're getting there. Um, but right. it empowers you, doesn't it, in the end when you have a big plan? Yeah. So that's one of the steps of, you know, there's a lot of tools in the curriculum, but basically one thing that I teach is, you know, in this specific module of thriving as whole life leaders is to start with defining your life department. So, you know, I just sort of gave a rough example, but like mental, emotional, physical health for me. And I believe, I truly believe that, that mental and emotional health should be everybody's number one leadership yeah, department. Agreed. And that's a big one. And, you know, two is, and obviously everybody's in different scenarios. Like, are you in, you know, are you married? Are you, you know, single? Like, you know, we all have just different roles, but for me, number two is my, is my marriage. Number three is parenting. Number four is um, my work, which is also my social impact and my, 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 giving my, my impact in general, like my life's purpose from a, from a professional level, um, community home, like finances, right. I know finances can also be up there with number one, you know, your mental, yeah. emotional, financial health. I know yeah, that's, that's all your always work is. so stressful. Huge, regardless. Huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yep. finance is again, like massive, massive leadership, you know, role. Right. And I think that's the other piece too, is like in, in, in any given department, like I, like one person, like you might not be the best at managing your finances. So maybe you play not a CEO role, you know, and you, you pay, play more of like a director or like support function, right. In your family, or if neither of you are the best at it. And I think most people need this as you hire, you know, you get that financial advisor or you get a coach or you get that accountant, you make sure, but the idea is you're leading that life department. And, and the thing, the reason why it's so important to have this 360 purview is that, you know, cause I see so many people double down on work and like their health falls apart or their marriage yeah. falls apart or their money falls apart, or they're so focused on like, you know, kids that, you know, something else falls apart. So the right. idea is that, and that's the other piece too. I also just talk about planning your leading your life in elevation periods where different life departments take priority in, in certain periods of time and different seasons of life. And so, you know, there's a way to sort of plan out your time, but the idea is you have all of your life departments, like what matters the most, your whole life purpose, not just your purpose. Like, Oh, like, you know, I think purpose is always such a confusing thing. Cause we all have so many purposes. We all have so many passions. And so it I feels talk so about, like so yeah. much pressure. Like what's your purpose? I don't I know. Some days I have right. no idea. Right. That's just too right. much pressure for me. So yeah. So a great way to do that is I call it, that's a whole other module, which is um, in my training, which is, you know, really what, what is your whole life purpose, defining whole life purpose and creating those, um, that list of what the North star is. Cause otherwise you're just yeah. sort of li living and leading your life without clarity and alignment on what matters the most. Right. And so, so that's, that, yeah. But that's why I think there's such, it's so important that you say that one, you need a plan and that two, I love the idea that as a leader, you know what to outsource. Like if I can't handle, even it could be anything, right? If I can't handle, you know, playing in the backyard with my kids so they get some energy, I'm going to hire the, you know, the young guy, right. the young kid up the street to do it for me. Like knowing what I can handle and what I can't is actually the sign of a leader. And that brings us to your third point here about creating these habits. And, and one of them I love that you said is self-love because we cannot be hard on ourselves if we cannot handle and lead every aspect of our lives. You know, we have to be easy on ourselves in the yeah. process of all of Especially this. Especially now. And, right. And, you know, I say like, again, self-love, mental health, like that's all, that, that's your number one leadership skill to cultivate, especially as you said, just right now, given all that's going on. And, you know, even when you're talking about parenting and your kids, like, you know, stress is high right now and coping methods are, are low, right? Like our, our, like our support system. I was just talking to my, my former She Summit speaker, Dr. Valerie, who's a psychologist. And we were just talking about how the boundaries of, of just, you know, like childcare, school for your children or grocery stores, like everything, all, all the boundaries and all those coping methods or those, those tools that we had in place, our structure has been dismantled. And right. so we are living and functioning in a very reactionary mode. And, and also at the same time, like simple things like getting groceries has, requires 10 different tasks, right? <laughs> so it's a, it's a period of overwhelm, but you know, if you can reframe around it and really just be easy on yourself and loving to yourself and quality, I think matters over quantity. And that, you know, I'm living in a posture right now where, okay, like, my, you know, my kids are going to get like one hour of me today of really present time, but that one hour, you know, of me being present and just having real joy with them at nighttime after work is better than, you know, me trying to spend so much more time with them. And for me not to have guilt around that, right? Like we have an au pair and for me to let that go and just really, again, we got to take care of ourselves first and, 
you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day and we really need to monitor. Like that's the biggest battlefield is the one that's happening in the mind. That's the one that's happening internally. And, you know, our external reality is an outcome of what we are, what's going on internally. So it's just so important to, you know, again, create some strategy and planning around, you know, how are you really serving your mental care and that self-love? Right. And, and I, but you're right, because the, first of all, we all know how powerful your own brain could be. But, but this, again, perfectly leads us to your fourth point of identifying your internal and external barriers. I mean, sometimes I am my own worst enemy. I'm sure a lot of people say, can say that as well. Like the thoughts that go on in my head sometimes and the things that I think I should be accomplishing, you know, before noon are just unrealistic. So I become I almost like become an inhibitor to myself. You know, I believe that there is an extraordinary leader in every single person, and we have a whole life purpose. And this is a great time to sort of step back. I say, don't binge on Netflix right now, like binge on personal growth and your leadership development and your whole life leadership. And like, this is a great time to sort of, again, sit down, lay out your life departments, assess what matters the most. And in terms of knowing that, you know, barriers, internal barriers, those negative thought patterns are your greatest, are those like, it's, it's like you're, it's like you're trying to climb your mountain with heavy bags of rocks. And so right. you're really, and, and they're, they're almost like your enemies or they're your, you know, like they're, they're your enemies in many ways. Yeah, right. Like, and yeah, typically I mean, it's we're the doing same. It ourselves. Right. We're doing and the thing is, is I call, and I call them CLTs, which is core limiting thoughts. So typically if you actually start writing down what those patterns are every day, you're probably going to find consistency and two or three things that always happen on a regular basis. So again, yeah. it's stepping back and really assessing like, what are the negative thought patterns? What are my CLTs? Is it around comparison? Is it around personal worth? Is it like, what triggers it? And you know, this is also where our trauma is being activated because we all have, you know, our sense of like, what's our sense of security? What's our sense of safety? Right. So like, it could be like my, my husband can say like, pass, pass the salt. And I could literally, that could somehow link to a thought, link to a thought, link to a thought. And all of a sudden, like into this huge, you know, invisible like bucket of, of like scarcity and survival. And all of a sudden I'm like reacting to him. Right. And so, so, right. So the thing is, is that I think it's a, it's a really, it's important to, this is that personal growth piece where like, what's going on with me internally and what are my three biggest enemies every day or the battlefield that's happening in my mind? And what are those patterns? Cause those are your internal barriers. And when you you can actually strategize around your internal barriers and, and rewrite, like catch those moments and shift to a positive proactive state versus that reactionary state and, and, re, and rewrite your story. You know, what is the mantra or what is the thing that you're going to do to catch yourself and shift back to a yeah. place of positivity and productivity? And then what happens is that when you, when you can manage those internal barriers, then you can really get through anything externally. So the more you work on your internal self, the more you can handle anything and move through what's happening externally. Cause at the end of the day, there's so much resilience in you. And like, you've been through harder things than this before, right? Like we, For we sure. forget how much we've been through. So like, and I love, so then to your final point about assessing and rebuilding your community and the circles, like. You have to you have to believe that because especially at a time like this where we're so reliant on social media and things like that 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 also becomes a huge detriment. Like I don't need to need I, I, I mean I love the fact that people post their workouts, but way too many people have better abs than me right now as far as as, as far as my social media feed is concerned, right? So that becomes like this. I just created like this total negative negative barrier within me 
only because of what I'm seeing. So maybe part of rebuilding my community is maybe not maybe not checking out so many ab workouts on a daily basis. Or, as clearly well, as that sounds. And I think that that is, and I think that that's interesting, right? It's it's like we're so like we're born to be extraordinary. We are our birthright is extraordinary, and so I always say the three mantras. I say that you know believe that there's a higher calling and purpose on your life, and I, I like you know my How We Rise podcast and you know, the mission is empower you to become the leader that both humanity and your destiny is calling you to be. Like there is like 7.8 billion people on the planet. There's just one you, and you are meant for this extraordinary, you are already extraordinary. You can do nothing for the rest of your life and your worthiness is everything. (laughs) It's extraordinary, right? So like that's number one. Number two is everything has happened for you to bring you closer to that extraordinary being. And also, um, that we need to really, again, lead our whole lives well. And so with, you know, what are we giving power to? And so when you do catch yourself, right? Okay. Well, X number has like X number of likes and I don't have that many likes. So you're basically valuing your worth based on how many social media likes you have, or are you valuing your worth because your abs are not as good as that person's or your home is not as neat as that person's, or, you know, you think that this person has it so much easier and better and you made all the wrong decisions. I mean, what, so you're really in a way giving up your power and and it's like you're literally taking a you're like you're weakening yourself when you do that. So again, it's all about stepping back and looking at what those patterns are. Like what are the things that are like you become the content you keep and the community you become the content you consume and the community that you keep. Yes. So I think it's again you got to step back and assess you know, what is good for you? Like what's healthy nutrition, mental and physical nutrition for you versus negative. And what's that, what's that about? Like, why do you get, why does your worthiness and your self-esteem plummet when, when you see somebody with great abs, right? That's, so right, again, that's this true. is a great- But that's t- also people, right? You're talking about negative people. Get them right. out of your life now more than ever. Get them out. Like yeah. you just, that's the last thing we need. We don't need doom and gloom right now. We need positivity, people looking forward. And like you're saying, this notion that you are the you are already the greatest, coolest person you could be. Why and why not be with people that believe you could take it to the next level? Right. Yeah, and community is everything. Community is another major pillar of the foundational pillars of personal leadership because, again, you become the company you keep, but we need community. Like, we're meant to do life with people. Like, that's the point of life. And, and we forget that. And it's much easier yeah. in this time of isolation where we're all working from home to say, oh, I'm going to skip that call. I'm going to, I'm going to like postpone that meeting. And, you know, it's just so easy to opt out because we feel that in isolation, we have more freedom and we actually have better mental health. Like we think we're taking stuff off of us by, by, you know, saying no to community, whereas you actually need community uh, and you actually need to have other people around you to actually control your thoughts better and have more freedom. Like you right. actually have more freedom in community. Now it has to be the right community. And so that's a whole other piece where I say you have to be intentional and proactive about really curating your community. And I talk about, you know, different layers of spheres of, of community. So like first I talk about the core tribe, like what's the one, two, three people that, you know, are good yeah, energy. Which women, good women especially are really good at having a core like that. Yeah. Um, and I, and I say that, but, but it's really important though, to have like at least one person that you trust that can hold space for you that you can fully be transparent with like all of your darkest demons, because yeah. it's just too much to contain all of that. And the thing is, is that if nobody, if, if there is not that person in your life then hire a coach or a therapist to work with, because we can't hold on to all that stuff. Like we need to pop that bu- bubble and let some of that stuff out. And ideally you're also holding space for that person. So you need that sacred relationship. I, I say often it's not a family member. 
paper, you know, because yeah, every right? family member is public the But again, but this comes back to the whole leadership, right? Knowing right. that as a leader, I can't, I can't handle this myself. I, I need somebody outside my zone to help me with this. I mean, I just, this is, this stuff is all so great. So I just want to recap for everyone before mm-hmm. we close. Yes. Um, but this whole notion of reframing your relationship, what does it mean to be a leader? Create a plan that you could live with. And, and if it means outsourcing, albeit a therapist, someone to play with your kids, someone to take care of your finances, do it. Cultivate these good habits. Most importantly, I think self-love right now. Then identify your eternal external barriers. And of course, build a community that supports you. Claudia, and I know you have done just that. So before we go, please tell people how to find more information about the She Summit and how to find you and all that. Yeah. So uh, just go to shesummit.com and you can sign up for our newsletter. You get a free chapter of my resilience, uh, the resilience chapter in my book, which will give you lots of amazing tools to turn obstacles into opportunities. And there you'll get alerted of our She Summit um, conference membership, which is going to be announced soon. Our 2019 conference, our ninth annual summit that will be virtual this year and come up with monthly community um, and bonus resources awesome. and also my Howie Rise Leadership course. It's all on SheSummit.com. And you can follow me also on social at Claudia Chan. Terrific. And you've kept the kids quiet through the whole thing. Yay. I mean, this is a win-win, right? <laughs> You're amazing. You're inspiring. And I, lo- I just love that, you know, the message you're giving out to people. So I can't thank you enough for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Tracy. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.